0: Let's go ahead and pray first and, and allow the Holy Spirit in as we go through this topic of, of manufacturing or creating a mindset that manufactures uh, for the glory of God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this time you've given us, uh, for us to pour in one another, um, to be able to uh, uh in, encourage and strengthen each other as we navigate this thing called life. We pray, Lord, that your spirit will govern this time, that will help us to have the mentality that we need. And the and the focus we need to be able to fulfill your purposes down here. So, with that being said, we come against every demonic spirit, and then they may try to war against myself, my brother, and anyone that's watching later or joining later. We thank you, Father, for that authority. We think it will be a peaceful, smooth transition as we navigate this topic. In Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen. Let's get right into it. So today we're going to be talking about uh well, welcome first off to uh a four-part. Uh, masterclass series. We're going to be talking about mindset and success. And that success there is holistic success. And so today we're going to be uh, navigating through the concept uh, uh, that I believe the Holy Spirit gave me, uh, that I uh, that I implemented in my own life, uh, called the manufacturing mindset. Let's get right into it. We'll go to our next slide. And so basically two scriptures are going to be our foundational scriptures for this evening. It's going to be Proverbs 4, uh, 23 as well as Psalms 139, 12 through 16, very key and powerful scriptures there when it comes to mindset, when it comes to success. Proverbs 4.23 says, keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flows the spring of life. That verse is so key because it lets us know that it's our responsibility to keep our hearts. That if we do not keep our hearts, then anything will flow from it. And that's why my question to you all is, what is flowing from your heart? Whatever you allow from your heart is a direct uh, reflection of how much you keep it. Because it says, for from it flows the springs of life. The Bible says, can both bitter and sweet water come out the same fountain? The Bible says it can't. And so we have to begin to ask ourselves, what is springing from our hearts? And when it comes to our mindsets and our hearts, there's something about a strong, solid mindset that keeps the heart. Like the mind and heart are one and the same, but the mind is designed to guard the most intimate uh, of vulnerable parts of us because we spring from our emotions. We spring from our soul. Psalms 139, 12 through 16. I love this verse. I love teaching it. It says that uh, even the darkness is not dark to you. I love that. The night is as bright as the day. It don't matter what darkness you are in right now. It doesn't matter what it seems like as far as the darkness creeping on you. It says that it is bright to God. I don't know if you're dark in sin or dark in emotion or dark in a situation. God is saying everything is clear as day to me. And so you might as well come to me, et cetera, et cetera. The night is bright as the day for darkness is as light with you. 13, for you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. Verse 14, I love. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. For time's sake, I'll just labor on those uh, on 13 and 14. It says, for you formed my inward parts. What are those inward parts that the word of God is saying Is he talking about springs? He's talking about organs? He's talking about kidneys? Or is he talking about our personality, our purpose, our gifts, and our talents? For he formed it for us to perform it. God formed those talents, gifts, unique personality, story, character. He formed it for us to perform it. It says, you knitted me together, meaning that after God formed our inward parts, he put us together. He said, I knitted you together in your mother's womb. It says, I praise you, I love that, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. That right there speaks volumes, Like When you know, or when we know that we're fearfully and wonderfully made by God, right? We'll say, wonderful are your works. Wonderful are are that that ability to do X, Y, Z. Wonderful is what you have made me to be. My soul knows it very well. That's the issue. A lot of us do not know very well about who we are. In order for us to know very well, we got to know the Holy Spirit very well. We must know the kingdom of God very well. So let's go to the next slide. Now, let's talk about some uh, key points to lay the foundation uh, for this topic today. Uh, It says the goal. The goal of this training is to help you and I create a manufacturing mindset that can take raw materials like thoughts, experiences, and challenges and refine them into products and outcomes that can impact your life and those around it. So the goal of this training, this masterclass, is to help us create a manufacturing mindset, a mindset that creates, a mindset that is an asset to God, that can take raw materials like thoughts, bad or good, excuse me, experiences, bad or good, challenges, bad or good, and refine them, make them into a product or outcome that can impact our lives And those run. So here's God's goal for our mindset. It says God's goal for our mindset is to be an asset. God wants our minds to be an asset where God can look down and say, "Hey, I can use Stephen's mind. I can use Ephraim's mind. I can I can put a book through him like no other person. I can put a song through her. I can put a, a whatever. I can I can I know." that his mind is like a manufacturing plant or her mind or whoever else is who's watching. Mind is such an asset that all I got to do is drop an idea and that, and that plant produces it. God wants it to be a portal to convey heaven's messages, ideas, and inventions impacting both ourselves and others. It says he desires it to function as a hub capable of effectively processing experiences, challenges, and thoughts, transforming them into products and positive outcomes. So we see, and we have to ask ourselves, is our mind an asset or a liability? Is our mind an asset that draws income, that draws opportunities, that maximizes them? Or is our mind a liability that gets in the way of us, that limits us? Because God wants to create a portal. Like everything, next point, everything created or everything created was created out of a mind. Everything created was created out of a mind. There's no other place things were created created out of than the human mind. That is powerful. That means I got to mind my own business. I got to be about my business, my father's business and use my mind because all of my books, all of my card games, all of my videos, this course right here, everything was birthed out of my mind. And the goal that's why I'm so passionate about this because there's so much in the mind fields of your mind. There are so much and what I don't want to happen is that many of us we get to heaven And God shows us a storage facility and says, here are all the things that were meant to come through your mind, but because you was minding someone else's business or or while you was allowing your mind to be thought for, none of these things came through you. That's why it's important to say, hey, I'm going to develop a mind that manufactures, not just make, because our minds manufacture things all the time, but it manufactures bad things. But imagine if we get to a mind, or a place where our mind manufactures heavenly things, that sets our children's children up for success, that leaves an inheritance to them. Since we understand this, we know that everything created was created out of a mind. Next point. We were fearfully and wonderfully made to fearfully and wonderfully made. We were fearfully and wonderfully made to fearfully and wonderfully make. Now, what does that mean? It means this. God took his time making us so that we'll take our time making things. The Bible says we were fearfully, meaning that God, when he made us, he made us reverentially. He made us with deep reverence. He took his time. He respected us. So every gift inside of me, I have to respect it because I wasn't the one that put it there. Every gift that's in you. I remember there was times in my life where I was like, man, I I remember when I was 19 years old and I was like, God, you want to use me as a speaker? Like you want to use me to write books, the one that stutters, the one that's insecure, the one that's not confident? And, and, and God took me to that place where He had that conversation with Moses. He said, "Who made your, Who made that gift in you?" And so now, when God says, "Hey, no matter how nervous I was or how nervous I get, I got to speak because I am fear I was fearfully made to do that." Wonderfully, I love that because it may means that even though there's other speakers, other authors, or whatever gifts and talents you guys have, you're one of one in that particular field. You can start a speaking business right now. You can start a a pursuit entrepreneurship. You can, you can, there's, I'm a husband. I don't know if anybody else a husband or a wife, but there's only one husband like me, only one husband or one guy, one girl like that. that. That's it. Wonderfully made, meaning God made us one of one. And what does that mean? He wants us to fearfully and wonderfully make. So whatever that gifting is, whatever that talent is, you say, you know what? I'm a fearfully make this thing. That's why you guys, I don't know uh, what drew you guys to my channel. But man, I take, I take my craft seriously. And I don't mind being myself. And that's the liberation that you guys can have as well. And say, hey, coach, I too can fearfully and wonderfully make. That there's no limiting beliefs in my mind keeping me from fearfully and wonderfully making. And feel free, Christina knows she's been rocking me for a while. Anytime y'all have questions, anytime y'all want to add to the conversation, don't hesitate. Just raise your hand. This is a community. Uh, this is different to YouTube. Uh, but for those who's been a part of my uh, uh, coaching programs before, group coaching, uh, they, they know the vibes. And I'm pretty sure some others are coming in soon. Uh, but feel free, man, anybody, if you want to just have a question, don't, don't feel bad at stopping me. If you say, Coach, hey, you going 80 miles, Coach, through a family, through a, through a, uh, a neighborhood, Coach, I need you to slow down. So please don't feel we family. So don't don't hesitate to stop. Now, here's God's original design for the mind. I just got this today. God is so, man, that's what I love about working with him, man. It's like idea, like it don't stop. (laughs) There's a deep reservoir, deep well. But here's God's original design for the mind. So I believe this is what God made sure I put in here early. If y'all don't get anything else, make sure you get this. So, you know, you guys, I do acronyms. So God's original design for the mind. And this is going to be something we're going to revert back to throughout the month. But number one, M, mastery of thoughts. God's original design for the mind involves mastery over thoughts. This includes the ability to align one's thinking with divine principles, focusing on positive, constructive, and virtuous thoughts. So God's original design, we're not talking about the fallen state, but we're talking about the new man state. Any man who's in Christ is a new creature. Old things pass away, behold, all things become new. So God's design for the mind, original design, is for us to have mastery over our thoughts. Number two, intimacy with him, I. The mind is designed to cultivate intimacy with God. This involves seeking a close and personal relationship with the divine, allowing spiritual values and guidance to influence thoughts and decisions. So God wants our minds to be intertwined with his. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So he wants there to be intimacy, closeness. So he designed the mind to say, mind, we're going to intertwine with God's mind. Thinking like him, walking like him. We have the Holy Spirit, so it's possible. In nobility of character, God's design for the mind emphasizes the cultivation of noble character traits. This includes virtues such as love, kindness, patience, humility, and forgiveness, reflecting the divine attributes. So he wants our minds to exude noble character. Hey, my sisters, we're glad to see you all. Come on in. So what we talking about right now, we're talking about God's original design for the mind. So we said, number one, M, mastery of thoughts, I, intimacy with God, N, nobility of character, and last but not least, D, discover, develop, and distribute. Like I said earlier, we're going to be using these throughout the next three weeks. So don't feel like you missed out on anything. And plus, this is recorded. And so it'll be available uh, for you ladies Uh, um, down to, well, right about an hour or so after this video goes, uh, stops. So it says, God's design for the mind encourages the discovery, development, and distribution of God-inspired ideas and multiple purposes. This involves actively seeking and cultivating divine insights, developing one's talents and capacities and sharing these gifts for the betterment of oneself. So God's design for the mind is to always seek. Like the mind is activated, like like Siri on our iPhones, for those who have it. Like, that's why I don't have Siri on my phone, because if you listen to me when I say Siri, you listen. Anyway, I ain't gonna get into that. But basically what I'm saying is is that Mm -hmm. Siri or or the phone is, is, is always seeking. So we as uh where they got it from our spirit man should always be seeking should always be know. open should always be activated should always be looking for purpose like when my mind is around my wife is always looking at how to serve when my daughter's in my presence my mind is always it's not about me like right before i even did this video man i had to feed my baby i had to uh, help my wife clean up man I, so my mind is saying, "Hey, even though my mind creatively wants to be here or is is excited about being here, my mind is like, no, nope, family." And that's why you have to ask yourself, "Where is your mind? Is your mind always looking to discover deeper depths of your purpose and to develop it into a business, to develop it into a ministry, to develop it into a book, to develop? What is it, is it? Is it looking to distribute? It? And we'll get to that a little bit later. Let's keep going." All right, next slide. Now, oh man, I didn't even change the pictures. Anyway, so I'll do two types of mindsets. Let's get to it. And, and, and Crystal and Christine, like I said earlier, please do not hesitate to raise your hand, ask questions, stop me. Coach, hey, you're going 85 in a 25. Coach, can you labor on that point some more? It's different in YouTube. That's why I love uh, the, the coaching sessions on Zoom. It's a little bit more intimate. It's a little bit more face-to-face. So please don't hesitate my sisters uh, to say, "Hey, coach, can you talk about that a little bit more?" Or if you say, "Hey, coach, the Holy Spirit doesn't jump something in me." <laughs> Holy Spirit done not jump something in me I'll, can I can I add something to that?" So feel free don't don't feel like you have to uh not say anything Now, there's two types of mindsets. Here we go. We're getting to the core of our uh a uh, topic for manufacturing or uh, uh, developing a manufacturing mindset. Now, there's two types of mindsets. There is a storage mindset, a storage facility mindset, and a manufacturing mindset. Our goal is to cultivate a mindset that manufactures, not a mindset that stores or is a storage. So let's talk about the negative first. A storage facility mindset is characterized by a passive and stagnant approach to the management of thoughts challenges and experiences in this mindset the mind operates as a repository or repository that accumulates raw materials without engaging in purposeful processing similar to idle inventory gathering dust on forgotten shelves thoughts remain unexamined and experiences go untouched this mindset lacks the active and intentional refinement that is characterized of a manufacturing mindset, thereby limiting the potential for growth and transformation. In essence, a storage facility mindset tends to prioritize an culmination over the deliberate creation of positive outcomes of personal growth. So let's talk about this storage facility mindset. It's talking about, for anyone who has any type of storage in their home or has a, a furniture or, or boxes in a storage facility, Whatever is left to itself only leads to ruin. I'll say it again. Anything or anyone left to themselves only ends up in ruin. When you put boxes in a storage facility, it only collects dust. If there's moisture in that storage facility, in other words, the human heart, if there's toxicity... Them, there's going to be mold on those God-given ideas. There's going to be mold developing <clears throat> or rust developing on those thoughts. Or it's just going to be toxic because the things that, that were meant to be refined are now spoiled, smelly, and dusty. How many people's minds are storage facilities? They stored everything. I was talking to a student the other day, and for those who don't know, I'm a dean of students at my old high school uh, and also the school counselor. But a student was coming to me and, and was crying. Coach, man, because uh, uh, she liked this little boy. You know how I had in the high school that the high school love. Coach, I mean, not Coach, they call me Miss Dazzy. Miss Dazzy, uh, what does he see in her? <laughs> what, what, what about me? I said, I said, now, you got one or two options. Either you let that pain stain or you turn that pain into gain. Mm-hmm. If you want to be a storage facility then let that pain stain, mm-hmm. let it stain the walls, let it, mm-hmm. let it stain your life, let it stain. Or you can take that same pain, process it, refine it, and then gain from it. We've all everybody can raise their hands right now. I'm pretty sure. Everybody's been through a breakup, has been through a heartbreak, has been through rejection, has been through abandonment. All of us can say, hey, to some degree in life, we were internally wounded. Now, what's the big difference? And I open up for anybody to kind of tell me what their thoughts are. What is the difference between a wound and a scar? Anybody can contribute. If not, I'll... I'll, I'll, Yes, sir. Go ahead, my brother.
1: A wound is still open. A scar didn't heal, right?
0: That's real. Powerful. Simple. A wound is still fresh. A scar has fulfilled its course. So how many of us allow that pain to stay fresh? Allow that pain to stay what it is? And now it's staining our lives. Now it's now it's infected. Now it's going to other areas of our bodies. But when we allow that thing to heal, it turns into a scar. What did Jesus show uh, doubting Thomas? He showed him his scars. The, the holes in his wrist, the, the hole in his side, said fulfillment. And that's why God don't allow scars to go, because scars remind you of a pain of an experience, but also of deliverance. So a storage facility mindset is a mindset that leaves thoughts uh, to be remained unexamined and experience go untouched. How many thoughts in our minds have we not examined? We haven't sifted through. We haven't really seen if it's even worth it. How many thoughts have we hoarded? How many thoughts have we just said, I'll keep that. I'm going to just stockpile it here. Thoughts of an next. thoughts of bad experiences, thoughts of insecurities. We just allow them things to just stockpile in our minds when our minds was meant to be a portal. Our minds was meant to be where, where a conveyor belts in and manufacturing, where things come in as a raw resource, raw material to be refined. Let's go to the manufacturing mindset now for time's All right, so manufacturing mindset, real quickly, because I have a lot of points that's going to labor on this manufacturing mindset, and I want to open up some time for questions, and and I want to just have whatever questions you guys have, and I want to serve you all this evening. The manufacturing mindset. A manufacturing mindset is an approach to thinking and problem solving that mirrors the principles employed in manufacturing processes. It involves systematic and strategic thinking, breaking down complex challenges into manageable components and employing efficient processes to transform raw materials, which can be thoughts, experiences, or information into refined and valuable outcomes, causing the mind to become an asset. Individuals with a manufacturing mindset often focus on continuous improvement, quality, and the optimization of processes to achieve desired results. This mindset emphasizes intentional and purposeful action, learning from experiences, and adapting approaches to enhance efficiency and effectiveness in various aspects of life. This is layer we're going to take our time so that we can understand. Let's start from the top. A factory mindset is an approach. So that means we determine what type of approach we take on life. We determine how we're going to approach the situation. That's why the enemy wants our minds to be thought for. He doesn't want us to be thinkers. He wants us to be thought for. He wants us to be emotional, irrational, easily triggered. He doesn't want us to take the approach of problem solving and thinking things through, systematically processing information to see if I should even be uh, uh, invested in it. So a manufacturing mindset is an approach to thinking and problem solving that mirrors the principles employed in a regular factory or manufacturing process. It involves systematic and strategic thinking. I stopped there. I love that. Systematic means point A to point B, point B to point C, point D, et cetera, et cetera, to whatever steps. Systematically thinking. Strategic thinking, because thinking is power. Christina could tell you in our, our previous mindset course, we talked about the fundamentals of thinking. We talked about how thoughts are seeds. Thinking is rain. Thought patterns are the plants, and the fruit on the thought patterns is the results of our lives. That's why the Bible says, as a man or woman thinketh in their heart, so are they. You are the sum total of your thoughts. Your life is a reflection of what you thought yesterday. So, if you don't like what you have today, think anew today. So that tomorrow can have a better outcome. But taking the time to think. And I heard one of the guys that is like a mentor of mine, Myron Golden, he was saying, man, thinking is one of the hardest work. It's, it's, It's some of the hardest things people don't do. Thinking is difficult. Thinking things through takes time. That's what the Bible says. In the last days, people won't be able to endure sound doctrine." They're not even going to be mm-hmm. able to think marriage through. They're not even going to be able to think parenting through. They're not even going to be able to think walking with God through. They're not going to be able to think it through because they're being thought for. It says it involves systematic and strategic thinking, breaking down complex challenges into manageable components, and employing efficient processes of transform raw materials which can be thoughts, experience, information into refined and valuable outcomes causing the mind to be an asset. So now when we're able to process through negative thoughts, flip them into positive outcomes, then we become efficient. For those who are married, you become efficient with a, a conflict resolution. You become efficient because now your brain, your mind, which is a muscle, has been trained on how to think. Our minds are is our best uh, is our biggest muscle. I don't know if you got big calves, big quads, big hamstrings or big biceps or whatever else that you may feel is a big muscle on your body. But the biggest muscle you have is your mind. And if you maximize the mind, the mind will maximize you. The mind will be quick, sharp, witty it can get a book done in a month it can get a song done in a week it can it can get a business out in, in in a month and a half it can get it can get a problem solved in 3 minutes or less what used to take us 3 to 6 months to get over as far as a breakup or as far as an abandonment or rejection now you can get over it in less than an hour and a half what huh. used to trigger you and get you off your focus and uh, that will keep you mad for days you won't even be mad for minutes because the mind is like, we got to get through this because we got better things and bigger fish to fry. Mm-hmm. So it says, or oh, what I'm saying is that our mind has to be trained. We have to create systems and we're going to get to that probably in January so in the, when we start the mindset program is we're going to be talking about systems like strategic systems or uh, activities you can train your mind to operate quickly. It says, Individuals with the manufacturing mindset often focus, see, focus. Whatever has your focus flourishes. Mm-hmm. It said it focuses on continuous improvement. It focuses on quality. It don't focus on quantity. Most of our minds have been conditioned to focus on quantity, therefore, we have no quality. How many women? How many men? How many money? How many like quantity? But if we focus on the quality of one, that one quality thing would then create babies. <laughs> it would create opportunities. Like if I manage one well, then I can manage two. If I can manage two, I can manage four. If I can manage four, I can manage eight. If I can manage eight, I can manage 16. That's why when it comes to money, we get upset with God and when God doesn't bring things through. But God's saying, How, why would I give you $10,000? If you haven't properly managed a thousand, why would I give you a hundred thousand or a million dollar opportunities and and a million dollar surplus in your business if there's no proper management over a hundred? How I handle a dollar determines how I handle 10. How I handle 10 determines how I handle a hundred. How I handle a hundred determines how I handle a thousand. How I handle a thousand determines how I handle 10 of them. 10 to 100, 100 to a million, a million to 10 million. You see where we're going with it. So imagine when we train our minds in, in all these different compartments, man, success is inevitable. This mindset emphasizes intentional and purpose for action, learning from experiences and adapting approaches to enhance. Here are the two words. If you don't remember anything else, this far into the topic is efficiency and effectiveness. The okay. goal is to create a mindset that is efficient that's effective, or God won't use it, or nothing will come out of it. How many of us, because we don't have efficient systems or effective systems, nothing can come out? Like when I first started my first book, man, it was tough, man, like, because I had no systems. Now, putting a book out, systems, boom, boom, I could put a book out a month if I had time, because there's systems. My mind has created an efficiency and effectiveness when it comes to books. All of us have that. Some of you all, all of you all actually have something, a gift that's so you, <laughs> that you can do it with your eyes closed. You can do it when no one's watching. When people hear you sing like, man, he can sing. Oh, she can sing. Oh, cooking or, 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 or just leadership or whatever it is. But because there are some limiting beliefs and because there are some insecurities, The mind is diseased. The mind is cluttered. It's a storage facility. It has no ventilation. So it's sticky. It's smelly. A God idea could not even get through it because there's so many boxes there. But even though a manufacturing center has a bunch of boxes, they're organized. Everything is in a particular place creating (laughs) energy. So let's keep going. Next slide. Any questions? I'll stop here for... A brief moment. Any questions, thoughts, comments? Anything that I can elaborate on?
1: Uh, Can you can you further elaborate on like um, why I? And I'm guessing in January we're kind of getting to that, but like some of the systems that you may put in place to like be able to filter thoughts to um, yes. Go in one direction, you know, to stay on to stay on to stay on a specific top, topic and have a um, direction for for your for your thoughts. Or, or Great. for example, if I was attempting to write a book or something like that, how
0: to stay on on topic uh, and and not be cluttered in the mind. Great, man. So what the first thing that I do when it comes to creative creating, I think that's the angle you want me to go on. So, for instance, I create a creative environment. Put the phone on, do not disturb. Me, this is my system. Phone on, do not disturb, but phone charge another room. Next step, I'll put on some music. It depends on how I'm feeling. If I'm feeling worshipy, I'm gonna put on some worship. If I'm feeling like, man, I'm about to get to this thing, then I'll put on some Lecrae, some some Christian hip hop. While I'm playing the music, I'm getting my room creatively uh, uh, prepared. Then I start praying in tongues. I don't know where anybody's believing, but I, I pray in tongues. And what that does is, the Bible says, build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So as I'm praying in the Holy Ghost and I'm seeking him, that's when I begin to feel the river boil inside of me. Then this is what I do. I'll have my phone. This is what I do. i bring my phone in. And I'll go 40, 20. 40 minutes of uninterrupted work and 20 minute break. Because my they probably would label me ADHD because it's hard for me. to It's hard to keep my attention. On something. So it depends on how you're wired. And so what I do is I go 40 minutes of just uninterrupted work. So I always have a clipboard, a pen, tools for creating. So you set the creative environment. Then you have within the environment, creative tools. Then you got to communicate with your family. Hey, uh, during this time, Can you guys respect this time for me? So, for instance, with a wife and a daughter, I tend to do these things either early in the morning before they wake up or after they go to bed. So that's a system. A system is knowing your environment. System is also knowing the people in that environment. The system is all about knowing how you're wired. Right. And so what that does is and I can walk you through some things to be a little bit more personalized to you because my system might not fit yours. But I'm just giving you an example of what I do, talking creatively. And then, as far as writing a book, that's how I do it. My mind goes right into I don't go looking for a book, I let the book find me. So, for instance, I could literally write two books in a year if I was money home. I can write 10 books on singleness and, be, and have about $5 million right I now. Can, I can write books on relationships, but because I honor the craft and because I honor God, I'm just not going to write any book. I'd rather write the book he wants me to write and only ever sell a hundred copies ever than to write a book he never told me to write and be a New York Times bestseller. So what I do, I let the book find me. And when a book drops in my spirit, it's the first thing I do. I start just vibing with God. I start writing down every angle of that topic or thing so the next book the 11th book that i'm writing is on mindset of course i felt the release to do it so right now <clears throat> i'm deciding i'm processing with the holy spirit what angle do you want me to go this angle or that angle but for time's sake man i can labor a little bit more with you i can maybe get on the phone with you and kind of help you break it down but that's just the gist of what gets me going Um, uh, but as far as clutter in the mind What you do is you get a sheet of paper and you write down all the thoughts that's cluttering the mind. And then I want you to write down all the things your mind wants to creatively do. When you put it on paper, you begin to see the enemy's enemy's desire to rob you. And then what I do, this is what helps me declutter my mind. I start scrolling through my Instagram. I start scrolling through uh, where I see those, I'm a car guy. And so when I start seeing mm-hmm. Rolls Royces and I start seeing uh, houses, I love houses and, and cars. And when I start seeing, I look at my vision board, which is on my phone. Fo- oh, no. my vision board. I don't know what you guys can see. Let me see if I, no, I can't see because I'm recording. But I have my vision board on my phone. So what that does is it says, Josh, you don't got time. Your wife told you this summer she wants a beach house. <laughs> Your wife told, you know what I'm saying? So I say you know what? If my mind is cluttered on certain things, if it's emotional clutter, then I got to go for a drive and talk to God. God, this is on my heart. And I vent to him. I go for long drives or I go to the grocery store and I just process that emotion so I can come back to my creative place to create. Is this helping my brother?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep.
0: So what we uh, can do is sure. we, can, we can definitely sketch something and see how I can help you. Develop uh, uh your own unique way of, of creating. And now you probably already got some things, some vibes, some, 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 some things that you feel like, oh yeah, I, when I'm like this, I'm more creative. And so we'll get to that, family. All right, so let's go to the next one. Move us over here. We might not get through all well, we might get through, we might get through most of these. And if whatever we don't get through today, The first 15 minutes next Thursday, we'll finish up, and then we'll get into it. Now, let's talk about the process or the pillars of a manufacturing mindset. The pillars of a manufacturing. The first one is raw materials. Let's read. In the framework of a manufacturing mindset, raw materials represent the foundational elements sourced from one's experiences, thoughts, and challenges. These components serve as the starting point for the mental manufacturing process. Just as a factory carefully selects and prepares its raw materials for production, individuals with a manufacturing mindset recognize the significance of their thoughts and experience as essential building blocks. So, raw materials. Let me ask you a question. Uh, in a cereal manufacturing plant or a cereal uh, factory, what are some of the raw materials they bring in through the front? The raw materials that- <laughs> cardboard, yep, yeah, you're right. Cardboard, <laughs> sugar, corn. <laughs> so, we see that the finished product is not the raw material. So we see that what comes in your life may be raw, may be something you don't like. For instance, right now in uh, downstairs, I have all the ingredients to make pancakes. If I want to taste pancakes, I have to put all the ingredients together. Me eating each ingredient or tasting each ingredient on their own does not taste like pancakes. It's when they come together that we now have pancakes. The same is with life. God is saying, hey, here's the life I have predestined for you. Here's the life that I have vast amount of thoughts for. Here is the life that I've designed for you to live. Don't get mad with the raw resources that I bring through your life. Could it be? I told ki- I tell kids all the time. I tell adults all the time. I say, man, don't despise the hands that you was dealt. We've all played Uno. <laughs> How many of us with a show of hands? We was dealt a bad hand with Uno, but still won. I remember one time, man, I had, I had all kind of, ain't nothing worse. It ain't nothing worse than having like a red reverse a yellow skip, a seven, a two, a five, and a one. See, I play hood on them. So it's like, man, I can't do nothing with that. But it's not about uh, the hands you dealt, it's how you deal the hand. And so even though you grew up in that type of home, even though you grew up with, maybe without your father or your mother, or you grew up uh, uh uh not privileged and not having much, those are raw materials. I would not have been able to reach and help you guys if you guys did not connect to some element of my life. The kids that are, that struggles with fatherlessness in my school, they gravitate to me because that was once a raw material. Yes, I had thoughts. Yes, I had suicidal thoughts. That was a raw material. Yeah, I had lustful thoughts. Those was raw materials that God refined. So that now when I release the product, it can help the masses. So we see that the fundamental building block of, of all essence of what we're going to create starts as raw materials. For instance, with cereal, the cardboard may come from Idaho. Not, yeah, car, a cardboard might come from Idaho. The sugar might come from Mexico. They all come from different places, but they're coming through the same door. <clears throat> it's coming through your life. In the framework of a manufacturing mindset, raw materials represent the foundational elements sourced from one's experience. So, God, the Holy Spirit, sources, he sifts through the experiences and sources them. He sifts through the thoughts and sources them. He sifts through the challenges right now that you're facing and he's sourcing them so they can become a resource. <laughs> He's sourcing them. He's saying, hey, man, we can use this. I had a young lady who was struggling with suicidal thoughts. And I told her, I said, man, great. <laughs> you can almost see how I perplexed her eyes were. I said, yeah, man, that's great, man. First, I always ask her, are you suicidal or are you struggling with suicide?" There's a big difference. As a counselor, y'all know how we got to roll with that. But I told her, I said, man, that's great, man. Now you can help the other people. right? It don't matter what comes through your mind. I flipped the perspective immediately in people's mind. Look at it in not the stain, but the game. How can God take those take those uh, suicidal, depressing thoughts and transform and source them to create a resource for people that need? Please put some in the chat if you guys are getting some from this. I hope I hope this I hope this is uh, hitting home. These components serve as the starting point for the mental manufacturing process. Just as a factory factory carefully selects and prepares its raw materials for production, individuals with this mindset recognize the significance. See, when you recognize the significance and you say, man, there is significance here. There's significance in this thoughts. There's significance in this challenge. There's significance in this experience. You ever been at, at, at Mama's house and Grandma's house when we was kids, and we'll go downstairs, but like, Mama, there ain't nothing to eat. <laughs> Mama said, "Boy, go back down there again, baby, daughter, go back down there and look again." Mom, you go run upstairs. Mama, there ain't nothing to eat. Mama said, "All right, Mama, go down there." Starts pulling stuff out of everywhere. <laughs> Have a fresh meal. So there's significance. Even in the midst of our insignificance, God is saying the moment you begin to recognize your significance, then your perspective will be able to see the significance that you once couldn't see. Just like a kid going downstairs, can't obviously see a meal being put together. A mom knows the significance of rice. (laughs) The significance of, of, oh, baby, you ain't checked back here. We still got gravy back here. You ain't checked down here. You ain't checked down here. We we could turn this into... So here's a question I want you guys to think about, and for time's sake, we'll think about it a little bit later. I want you to think about a specific challenge or experience you recently had or faced. How did you approach it? Did you treat it as a raw material for potential refinement and growth? Or did you perceive it more as an obstacle to be stored away? Reflect on how your mindset influenced your handling of this particular raw material and the outcomes that resulted from your approach. If anybody wants to share an example, you can. I'm definitely open to that. Does anybody have an example where you was like, man, coach, I missed it, man. I, I I actually turned that into a storage. I put that in storage and I didn't really put it in to be in source. Or you have an example where you say, no, coach, yeah, there was this one time I took this breakup and I turned it into, I took that bad experience and flipped it and boom, whoop. You see what I'm saying? Anybody want to share? No worries. I don't want to put anybody on the spot. If not, we'll keep going. No worries. We'll keep it moving. And so we see right here this picture. These are raw fabrics. I don't know if they're going to make belts with these. I don't know if they're going to make whatever. I don't know what they're going to make. That's a raw resource. So right now, you're looking at your life. You're like, man, what is this? And God's like, just watch what I make through it. Look, watch what I make out of it. Watch what well, I, let's see what your mind. That's what I love about God. God brought the animals to Adam to see what he would name. Oh my goodness. We just, we just we just stumbled onto something. Do we not think that God already had names for the animals? I'm sure God already had the names for the animals. He already had the names. But he said, you know what? My boy got a mind. (laughs) Adam got a mind. And if I don't allow Adam to practice, who if I don't allow Adam to practice using his mind to name the animals, will he be able to name his woman? Oh, my goodness. That's why I love teaching with the Holy Ghost. God said, man, Adam, I want to see what you would name them. It wasn't like God didn't know what Adam was going to say. God was omniscient. He was giving Adam's mind an opportunity to practice. He wanted to strengthen Adam's mind muscle. I want to see what you name it. That's why before God gives you an assistant, he gives your mind an assignment. And if you can't produce through your mind, you won't be able to mindfully be able to recognize who your, that's right, Ephraim, Ephraim, preparation as soon as he wiped the crust off his eyes and saw his woman he said bone of my bone flesh of my flesh yeah so God brought Adam the animals so his mind can work that's why God doesn't do everything for us he wants to see what you will name the book that's why God oh my God only gives me the topics and he allows my mind to create the, the rest. That's why you've never. That's why God has never made a table. God has never made a television. God has never made a car. God has never made a fork. God has never made a spoon. God has never made a kitchen. God has never made a house. God only made the raw resources. Man, I'm pre- the Lord is preaching on today on this Zoom. God has never made a couch never made a table he says i want to see what you will make out of these trees i want to see what you will make out of these out of these natural raw resources so what is around you raw materials around you that god is waiting to see what you will name them oh man because if you can't name the obvious why will you be able to name a spouse how will you be able to properly name and see who God has for you, where God wants you to work, what job, whatever it is. My God, oh my God. Man, all these raw resources are around you right now. And God is wanting to see what will you name them? Christina, we try to tell them the Zoom hits different. Christina, we try try to tell trying to tell these people the zooms hit different they just hit a little different so what are those raw resources around you right now but because your mind or because our minds are so distracted we can't properly name them next step let's move us down here next step processing and refining. so we talked about raw materials now we're talking about refinement. The refinement stage of the manufacturing mindset involves the intentional. In order for us to have success, we have to be intentional. We got to say, hey, we can't just desire it. We got de- to be disciplined for it. All things worth having come through discipline, never desire. Desire may get you started, but discipline ensures you finish. So it's my responsibility. It's your responsibility to refine it. The refinement stage of the manufacturing mindset involves the intentional and efficient processing of raw materials. This step requires cognitive precision, employing mental processes such as critical thinking. We haven't heard that in a long time. Anybody over 35 years old, 30, 35, they used to talk about critical thinking all the time when we was kids. They don't don't teach critical thinking no more. They don't want thinkers. Process such as critical thinking, analysis, and learning. These three things, here you go, my brother. These three things, and we're going to talk about this down the road. These three things is how you exercise your mind as a muscle. That's right. Uh, My sister says, nope, they don't teach that. They don't. They don't. They don't. But critical thinking is what keeps keeps the mind fresh. Analysis keeps the mind fresh. Learning keeps the mind fresh. These are the foods and the nutrients of the mind. Just as a manufacturing facility meticulously Refines raw materials to enhance their value. Individuals refine their thoughts and experiences. Here we go. <clears throat> to extract valuable insights, skills, and understanding. So we see here that, for instance, when we talked about cereal or whatever, food plants, or whatever materials at their rawest are not their healthiest. Some materials at their rawest, I'm going to make sure I made that clear. Some materials in their rawest state can be poisonous. Some materials at their rawest state can be too potent. Some materials at their rawest state can be dangerous. A thought In its rawest state, if not refined, can be poisonous, can be dangerous. An experience at their rawest state, that moment, I want you guys to tap into the most rawest, heartbreaking moment. And in that moment, that experience was its rawest. The abandonment, when it first happened, its rawest. That molestation, the rawest. That sexual abuse, the rawest. Like, like that that rejection, the rawest, that breakup, the rawest, that divorce was the rawest when it happened. But imagine when you have a mind that says, you know what? How can I take this raw material, refine it, and extract valuable insights? That's why I never lose. Just, I just win and learn. I, when, I don't do wins and losses. I do wins and lessons. That's a mentality shift because my mind is designed. My mind is, is, is goal is to extract, always extracting. And when you extract, you, we don't get, we don't, uh, in order to make olive oil, the olive has to be crushed. The oil has to be extracted. I was watching something on Instagram. It was on TikTok this, on how to make soy, soy sauce. I said, man, it take that long to make soy sauce. And we just be pouring it on everything. We're not there to see the process. And the refinement takes a while. But all the oil that comes from it, the diamond that comes from that coal, the the purity of gold that comes from the furnace after it's been refined can endure time. That's why things that's rushed through the refinement state They don't build long. That's why a Rolls Royce drives better, lasts longer if taken care of, than a cheap car. Because the parts are imported, and because the parts are handmade, and because the parts are premium parts, they last longer. Lexus's last longer. Toyota's last longer. Because the refinement took its time with it. Just as a manufacturing facility meticulously refines raw materials to enhance their value, that's the goal. God wants to enhance. He wants our minds to enhance the value of those raw experiences. Enhance the value. Like, what is the highest value of a depressing thought? What is the highest value? What can be extracted, extruded? The refinement of a depressive thought, the, the, the thought of abuse, the thought, what what could come up, like friends? Me and my dad are great right now, but so much came out of that follows (laughs) us. So many books, so many videos. When them girls left me, heartbreak, so many stuff came out of it. It's all about having a mind that says, what can I extract from this? Enhances their value. Individuals refine their thoughts and experience to extract valuable insights What lessons can I get from this experience? What skills can I get from this experience? What understanding can I get from this experience? Those three things are also pillars of sustainability. I can't sustain a marriage if I don't have understanding. I can't sustain a marriage if I don't have skills. I can't sustain a marriage if I don't have insight. You can't sustain whatever it is that you're doing without understanding, without skills, and without insight. When I have insight, then I'm able to say, okay, now I know what all comes with this. When I have skills, communication skills, relationship skills, then then this thing can last some time. And understanding, this mental processing is crucial for transforming the raw materials into a more valuable and purposeful state. Any thoughts, comments, questions on that? Anything that you guys want to add to or ask questions about? Man, what we talked about earlier, maybe five, 10 minutes ago. I've never said that before. I love when the Holy Spirit brings something new, man. That that's that's a that's a whole other video by itself. What will you name them? But I might leave it here just for, for you guys. You guys in the program. So I might just leave this here until the Holy Spirit say otherwise. Let's keep going. Now the results. Let's get to the results. So once the raw materials come in, right, and then you refine them. Now here comes the outputs, the results. The outputs or results of the manufacturing mindset can be likened to the finished products in a factory. These results encompass both tangible and intangible elements. Tangible results may include enhanced skills and accumulated resources. While intangible outcomes may involve personal growth, increased empathy, and a deeper understanding of oneself and others. The manufacturing mindset aims to produce a well-rounded, valuable end product that contributes positively to the individuals and their environment. So what are the results? We don't see, like when we go to the grocery store, we go down the cereal aisle, the drink aisle, or we go down the, the butchery and we go down the produce. They don't got no video screens showing you how it got to the table. <laughs> we don't know what cow they they killed. We don't know what egg, where they got, what chicken got the eggs. I wish, sometimes I wish there was a video saying, oh, oh that's the chicken that made that egg? Okay, great, great. What's up, man? Good, thanks. That's for these eggs. But we don't see that. And I think if we did see what it took to get what we have on the table, we probably won't eat some of these things. But either way, it wasn't meant for us to see. But that's why it's important for you and God to be a part of refinement so that people can see the results. You have to get through this refinement. So people can see the results, so they can see what it means to be a believer, so they can see what it means to be a husband, a father, a mother, a wife, what it means to be a child of God, what it means to be a, a kingdom entrepreneur, a, a kingdom businessman or woman. They we we got to show those results. That's why I love the story of Joseph, because Pharaoh had a problem. <laughs> this right here, ladies and gentlemen, is how the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just the world, the people in the world do not have the Holy Spirit. And they can only manufacture to a certain extent. Yes, they're talented. Yes, they're gifted. But they ain't Holy Spirit filled. And so when you don't have the Holy Spirit and you have a dream that you can't interpret, God's people are supposed to be there selling things at a higher premium to kings, queens, and men and women of renown, for that money to be passed down. But we have to refine it. Man, I used to get mad at God, man. And I'm pretty sure some of y'all can attest, like, man, I've been doing this for years. You ever been in a place where, you're like, man, God, man, I've been with you for five years and I ain't seen it. I've been I've been faithful to you in my singleness for these amount of years. I've been there. There were times in my singleness where I was like, yo, what's going on? Am I not serving you? (laughs) Am I not putting books out left and right, God? Am I not preaching heaven down, Lord? Where is my wife? I was in refinement. (laughs) Now, now that I'm in marriage, anybody who's married, man, marriage is work. And if you didn't work the work of singleness, you can't work the work of marriage. They're building blocks. For time's sake, I keep it. We got three more weeks. (laughs) Okay. The outputs and results of the manufacturing mindset can be likened to the finished products in a factory. These results encompass both tangible and tangible. So there's tangible results and intangible results. Tangible results may include enhanced skills. Enhanced skills can lead you to meals, millions. Like like skill is what takes you to the meals. Skills will take you to success. Not being able to do it till you can't, uh, till you do it right, but do it to a place where you can't get it wrong. So skilled. Like very skilled. And accumulated resource. So that means money, opportunity, success. You accumulate resources. Houses, cars, lands, businesses, properties. Because when you become, that's why you don't attract, You we do not attract what we desire. We attract who we are. I'm gonna say it again. We don't attract what we desire, we attract who we are. In my fulfillment group culture program, we talk about fulfillment and we talk about the power of becoming. We don't that's chase fire. things, things chase us. And so that's why it's important for us to say, okay, hey, all right, I gotta, I gotta stack, I gotta stack skills on top of each other. There's four levels of value. Myron Golden shares this. There's four levels of value. I'm gonna give them to you quickly. There's the implementation stage. The unification stage, the communication stage, and the imagination stage. Implementation is is when people use time and muscle, but those both are limited resources, meaning that if I go outside and I build a house, I can only build it with so many hours. And you can only make between minimum wage and probably $50,000 a year in implementation. Unification are managers of companies, managers of people. You make, a, you make a little bit more, maybe double of what the people up under you make, but your only skill is you managing implementers. They say high value money and success is with communicators and people with good and solid imagination. Communicators can make a lot of money. They say teachers are some of the richest people now, not school teachers, but te- people who teach. Like What I'm doing right now is teaching. There's a lot of success and money in this. A lot of opportunities because people want to grow. And if you're grown and your stuff grows people or grew people, then people don't mind paying for your services. But you accumulate resources. So when you're a communicator and use your imagination, the two best muscles you have is your mind and your mouth. If you can communicate thoughts that shifts the masses You don't have to worry about money a day in your life. If you can use your mind to create systems and strategies and create uh, uh, books and create whatever it is, businesses, and you just got a mind that's creative, you can't be stopped. While intangible outcomes may involve personal growth. We, We can't see your personal growth. You ever been in a situation where you're like, man, I've grown. Just this last last two Thanksgivings ago, you and grandma about got into it. Just two Thanksgivings ago, you and your cousin about got into it. This Thanksgiving, they did the same thing two Thanksgivings ago, but you handle it differently. That's gross. You went home with your plate on the floor because you don't want to put in your chair and juice and the, uh, 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 the greens juice fall all over your leather seats. So you put the plate You know what I'm saying? You put it in a box on the floor. But while you're driving home, you're like, man, I've grown. So personal growth. Increased empathy. Now you're walking in deeper love. You're like, man, I have greater love now. I have greater understanding. And a deeper understanding of oneself and others. The Manufacturing Mindset aims to produce a well-rounded, valuable end product that contributes positively to the individual. So God wants to get us to what end product. If the product don't end, success can't extend. Man, If the product doesn't end, success can't extend. For example, if I never finished my first book, I would have never written 10. If I would have never uploaded my first book, if I didn't press send or upload, if I didn't end, that process of whatever those things I created, I will not have what I have now. The enemy doesn't want you to experience the feelings of finished. What did Jesus say? He didn't say it's finishing. (laughs) He didn't say it's almost finished. Like nothing happened while he was finishing the (laughs) sign. Nothing happened when he was almost finished. Everything happened. When he finished. That's a word. Nothing. You don't make no money while finishing a product. You don't make no money when something's almost finished. You now set yourself up to succeed. When you finish. That's why you have to finish that book. You have to finish that album. You have to finish that, that, that developing of that biz. You have to finish that product, that ebook, that, that that, that uh, uh prototype or that invention. It has to finish. If you don't get to that end product, then you can't extend success. That's why the enemies after your mind do not finish it. You're not smart. You're not cute. Nobody's going to listen. Man, bro, when I first started doing videos, I was scared out of my mind. I was like, man, ain't nobody going to want to listen to me. Ooh, but I stutter. My voice get high sometimes. My stories be all over the place. I said, who in their right mind gonna listen to me? God said, boy, if you don't do, I remember I was sitting in my dorm room and God said, if you don't fulfill what you're supposed to do, what's gonna happen to them? If I didn't create this, Ephraim wouldn't be here, Christina wouldn't be here, Crystal, my bad sister, Kim to Kim do, uh, I think I said it right, Stephen wouldn't be here, those who's watching later won't be listening, Hmm. So we have to finish. Think about that life you desire. That latter season. If you want the latter season, you gotta end some things in this season. The manufacturing mindset aims to produce a well rounded, valuable end product. Product is finished, complete. You don't get, you don't purchase cereal half made. You don't go to the store and buy a, a, a whole cow you you buy the end result the end uh t-bone you know what I'm saying you you buy the end product you a company could be sued if they gave you half product that's why we are not successful because we're giving half stuff and we haven't ended the product so now that the product can produce if I don't end the product, the product won't produce. it says that contributes positively to the individual and their environment. So now, Kim Nade. There we go. Kim Nade. Nice to meet you. <laughs> we're so glad to have you. Let's keep going. Man, I thought I was done. Not even. Yep, yep we already done. Here we're done. Yeah. Yep. Last one. Uh, did I, oh, release and return. Be self-explanatory. And we can labor a little bit more to so try to get done before 930. I don't want to hold you guys too long. Release. Once the raw materials have been refined and transformed into valuable outputs, input turns to output. No matter what comes into your life, put it out. (laughs) Don't keep it in the storage facility. A manufacturing facility doesn't keep anything. Only thing it keeps is its systems and its machines and its employees. It don't keep the product. So whatever comes in that building goes out that building. And if it, it Whether it goes out to the market or it goes out to some other resource. <clears throat> but nothing comes in and just stays. That's right, my sister. So whatever comes into you, you got to put it out. That's why I go on long drives because I can't harbor anything against my wife in my heart because it only turns to even worse things. I have whatever comes in an offense has to go out through the back door over the back fence. It has to get up out of here. An idea comes into my mind. It has to either go on the shelf to be used later or it, God says, put it out in the soil. Either way, when it comes in, has to go out. Everything that comes into your life has to go out. Bad thoughts, in and out. Good thoughts, in and out. It keeps the mind fresh. That's why the Dead Sea is called the Dead Sea. It only takes, but it don't give out. The Dead Sea only brings in water, but it doesn't filter water out. That's why it's so salty. And the reason why we're so salty and so emotional, because we take everything in, but we don't learn how to put things out. The next step in the manufacturing mindset is the release of these products. This involves applying the refined skills Knowledge and attributes of the external world, or in, 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 in integrating them into one's character. Just as a factory releases its finished products into the market, individuals release the positive outcomes of their mindset into their into their relationships, their work, and various aspects of life, creating a meaningful impact. What comes in comes out as impact. Right now, whatever came into me, all of my life experiences over the last 38 years, all of that came into my life has came out in video form, has came out in book form, has came out in conversation, has came out in one-on-one coaching, group coaching, Has is coming out now. And I, y'all are a living witness in real time watching me say things I've never said before. The Holy Spirit is is a revolving river that brings things in and you'll be surprised what comes out. So now I have to release this. I have to release into my relationships, release into my work, release that the Holy Spirit refined products can be released into the world. If it's not released into the world, it won't return to your world. Oh, man. Things in life should be like a boomerang, not a frisbee. What I throw out should come right back. Now let's get to return. Guaranteed results. And we're done. The final stage of the manufacturing mindset involves experiencing the guaranteed results from the refined products released into the world or one's character. So when I release things into my character... And I'm more loving. I'm more joyful. I'm more peaceful. I'm more patient. I'm more gentle, kind, faithful, more self control And I also release in product form where people can exchange money for, can exchange opportunities for. Man, it, it changed your life. These guaranteed returns represent the positive influence and impact that a well-cultivated mindset can have. The returns may manifest as improved relationships, successful endeavors, and personal fulfillment. This cyclical process reinforces the importance of maintaining and continually refining the manufacturing mindset to ensure a consistent flow of positive outcomes and contributions. What? do you want to return into your life? If we cannot take raw materials, refine them. What was the next? Refine them. Create results. Release them into our character or into the marketplace. We can't get no returns. So my question to you today, is your mind a storage facility where your thoughts collect dust, your emotions mold, and your experiences rot? Or is your mind a manufacturing center, factory, plant that takes those raw materials and makes something the world can eat from, taste from, grow from, and want to purchase more from. I pray this message was a blessing to you all. Any questions, comments, thoughts? Can everyone, if anyone wants to share, what was the one thing that you got from this? You can type it, or you can say it. What's one thing from today's talk that stood out to you? That changed your, that shifted your mindset? Uh Almost borderline changed your life? Yes, my sister,
1: go ahead. Um, The way you described um, the storage mindset or the manufacturing mindset, um, it was such a very uh, intricate way to describe the two. And it kind of made me reflect on how I processed and got Mm -hmm. through certain traumatic situations in my life. Because I always look at things like you can either dwell in the trauma or you gain freedom from it so that you can you know move on with life so you know for me it was validating and it just put it in another form to where I can like be proud of myself
0: that's good I'm so glad I stood out for you anybody else you can type it or you can or you can join us and, and share vocally
1: yeah yeah um I definitely got uh, for one thing that st- stood out to me. You say that the people in the world can only manufacture what the world can produce, and the Holy Spirit produces what the Holy Spirit produces, which is completely different. Completely uh, different. Uh, yeah, that that
2: that's big right there. I like that for sure.
0: Man, God for gets sure. the glory, man. I'm glad that stood out. Anybody else?
2: Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, it reminded me uh, when you spoke on um, raw materials um, and a product. Reminding me of a situation I went through last week. Um, so wow. I bought this item from like Amazon. And um, so I got the item and then they never give you the product code. It's not until it's like a shelf, but they never oh. give you they never give you like the product code. You always have to like put it all together, you know. So that's what made me realize like it's not until like, you know, we get all these materials and we put it all together until like we see the purpose so god will send you like a the situation in your life like he may send you like a shelf one mm. day but then next week he probably send you like the, the foot of the shelf you know but then it's going to come a time where like we get everything together and we put it all together and we see the purpose oh this is a shelf this is your purpose you know so that's, that's powerful a,
0: And that's, 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 that's that's powerful, man. That's how God does. I mean, we look at most of the things that we get from Amazon, from Ikea, from wherever we get things from, usually we have to put them together. That's powerful word. Anybody else? So basically guys and gals, uh, man, I enjoyed y'all. This was great this was great. Um, so I'm thinking about doing this every month or so, but, uh, our program starts in January. It's our mindset program. We'll talk about that in a minute, but these masterclasses are so important because they're different than YouTube. YouTube is cool, but when you're in a room and you're able to hear other people's voices and perspectives, and you're able to hear what everyone got from what they got. Christina says great teaching night, very helpful. I'm so glad my sister. And so, basically, we're gonna be next week, we're gonna be talking about uh, holistic success, God's version of success. I can't wait to talk about that. The week after that, we're gonna talk about the components of a Christ like mindset. And the last week, we're gonna get into higher fulfillment, what it means to literally take those raw materials and enhance every area of our lives. And so, real quickly, I have a couple of offers I wanna share with you all uh, for those who wanna take that next step and go deeper. Uh, Christina was a part of our Resilient Mindset. Uh, we we uh, revamped it a little bit, um, just like the Holy Spirit gave me new stuff today. He gave me new stuff for the Mindset program. And if Christina want to share what she got from the program, uh, she can uh, share it as well. And so our Resilient Mindset Mastery program uh, starts in January, January 8th. And we, it's a three month program. It takes you from point A to point B. Point A is, some of you all may feel this right now, you're unclear in your thinking. You lack confidence. You have creative blockages. You may feel like you're inconsistent in your mindset. Difficulty handling setbacks. But you desire to be at a place of clarity of purpose. Excuse me, of all your purposes. heightened confidence. Unleashed creativity. Steady and positive mindset. You want to get to a place where you are effective at setback management. Then this program is for you. This is how you get from point A to point B in our program. It goes from mental clarity. Our goal is to get you mentally clear, removing the clutter. As you can see, with the manufacturing mindset, I pulled lessons from the programs to really amplify. So every uh, day people can say, hey, man, I'm experiencing an aspect of the program. So you get mental clarity. Then we take you from mental clarity, to mental confidence, mental confidence to mental competence meaning that your mind is able to function. If you cannot get to mental competence, creativity, consistency, and compensation can occur. So mental competency means that you're able to think with fluidity. You're operating like a manufacturing hub and ideas are just creating. You're creative in your relationships. You're creative in your parenting. You're creative and entrepreneurially. You're creative. Then you're consistent. The goal is to get you to a place where you are aware of the purposes or how you can be compensated. The books that I was clear cl- uh, had clarity on. Confident to write, mind was able to write it creatively. Ingenuity, uh, influence was consistent, and now I'm getting paid from it. The goal is to get you to a place where you're being compensated, not just financially, but holistically, because you have a mind that's competent. And so if this is something that you say, hey, coach, I am interested in learning more about, then we can schedule a phone conversation uh, sometime this week, not this week, tomorrow's Friday, sometime in December to get you scheduled, onboarded January 8th. It does require an investment. You do have to invest in this program because if you can't invest in yourself, you can't bring the best out of yourself. But of course, if uh, I've had students that needed grants and scholarships, so if you say, hey, coach, I want to learn more uh, about how I could be a part of this program. And then uh, if you need some assistance, we'll find assistance for you. Or if you could pay the full amount each, the amount uh, the amount that you pay, is it, there'll be a, a type of the one-on-one sessions to be customized to you. Our second program, and we're done for today, I know you guys got to go, is my fulfillment purpose program for entrepreneurs, uh, uh, creatives, uh, professionals, people who are uh, pursuing success in an area already successful, right? So our goals get you to a place where you're not fragmented in your life areas, <clears throat> meaning that you're not balanced or in harmony. You lack fulfillment, unhealthy lifestyle habits, strained relationships, emotional turmoil, and stress and burnout. A lot of successful entrepreneurs, people who are highly successful in one area are not successful in every area. And so our goal is to get you to point B, integrated life harmony. Deep sense of fulfillment, healthy lifestyle, rich relationships, aligned with personal values, basically biblical, emotional, and a whole. And so the goal is to get you to a place of awareness, to a place where you strongly believe that you can do anything through Christ so that you can become the person that attracts fulfillment in every area and the rest of the steps will lead you to that point B. And so if any one of these programs resonate with you, and you want to learn more about them, then let me go ahead and post in the comments. Um, let me see. Where's my link at? Give me one second and we're done. Unless we have questions. I love answering questions. You have questions about the programs. You got questions about what we talked about. Uh, where is Where are you guys at? Zoom right here. So let me post right here a link for you to fill out so we can get on the phone and see how I can serve you in coaching or mentoring. So any questions about anything that I shared today about the programs, about the message, about, oh, the worksheet. Did you guys download the worksheet? Well, make uh, sure you... No worries. Yeah, I downloaded
2: sure you... something though. Think okay, it, perfect. Page, yeah.
0: So download that worksheet, man. That thing's going to take you to where you're going to go through those R's. I also got a cereal activity, too. That's why I use cereal. And and it's a fun activity for you to see uh, how cereal is made. But it's talking about your own personal sales. And you're literally walking through the manufacturing of cereal. And it's like walking through your life. So you can create your own cereal name. uh, uh, Ezzy Crisp. You can call your whatever. Whatever you want to call your cereal, man, it's a fun activity that you can do with you and by yourself with your family. Any questions before we go? All right, let's pray. Any prayer requests, I want to pray for you all, and then we're done for today.